reality check by Rodney Taylor Sr. In this, the eve of my demise, I realize the consequences of my actions with clarity and accept them without objection. You see, far am I from guiltless. Sure, I can lay claim to being neglected, abused, and subjected to negative influences while in a state of duress. However, I must admit to disobedience. I did not heed the counselor's warnings I received. The experiential wisdom I was provided went ignored, my ears like closed doors to those words of advice. So many times I was admonished for acts of mischief. So many times I was warned of prison as a potential consequence for my actions, but the scary tales did not quail me. I was a little hard rock, a street urchin who believed he would grow up to be invincible, able to handle whatever prison had to offer. My younger brother and I even played jail, acting like prisoners as if we were training for a future as convicts. Perhaps if someone had informed me of the abject misery of this place, I would have viewed it differently. Perhaps, perhaps not. Who knows? But regardless, I was heedless. Well, eventually the hard-headed boy became a disillusioned man, seemingly oblivious to the warnings of personal experience and the admonishment of others. Boy, trouble is easy to get into but hard to get out of is something I heard said so many times. Yet it wasn't until I was 21 and on my way to prison for the first time that it truly registered with me. Until then, I had slipped through the bars at least a dozen times, but not so this time. Losing your freedom is a shocking experience alone, especially so in the beginning. You're locked in a cell wishing you were someplace else, any place but here. Thoughts of regrets fill your head until you are dizzy with anguish. That's how it was for me. But wait, it gets worse. The mental and emotional turmoil that followed was stifling. At the time, I had a four-month-old son whom I adored, and also, contrary to my actions, I was still very much in love with my wife. Being separated from them was difficult to accept. Talk about miserable. That is one of the worst feelings I have ever experienced in my life. No one told me about this. Well, it was about my fifth second chance, and I did not learn from it, at least not right away. Instead, I concluded that was a pain I never wanted to feel again and steered myself to it. Forget about just not putting myself in that type of situation again. That was endurable. But the other stuff, I reasoned, was unhealthy for my sanity. Due to the painful experience of the betrayal of my mother and other relatives in the past, I made a conscious effort to never allow myself to feel that way again. But my wife and son changed that. Now, my feelings for my son were expected, but what I felt for my wife was something I was totally unprepared for. Sure, I loved her, but it wasn't until that moment that I realized just how much. Perhaps the emotion was heightened because I was locked up. Whatever the reason, my heart ached for her and there was nothing I could do about it. I couldn't talk to her. I couldn't see her. And worse, I couldn't apologize for being the cause of all the drama we were going through. I felt so hopeless, rightly so or not. In my opinion, there is no worse feeling than this. It makes doing time more difficult than it already is. Yet somehow I shook this feeling and resolved to never let it consume me again. 
Well, as much as I hoped never to get locked up again, I knew there was a good possibility that I would. The desire to be financially set was strong in me. I wanted to live a lavish lifestyle, have the best life had to offer, but had figured the only way I could obtain it was illegally. A high school dropout and convicted felon, my chances of getting a high-paying job was slim to none. So I felt the only way I could get the money I needed to live the way I wanted was through crime. Therefore, I knew it with that. Therefore, I knew with that perspective, more likely than not, I would return to prison. Still, I never considered the possibility of one of those second chances actually being my last. Young and naive, I figured I would have time to make things right, as well as get them right. But the sad thing about second chances, you don't realize you have already blown it until it's too late. Caught totally unawares. You just know it is over. No more second chances. It is a crushing revelation. I never thought I'd never get another chance. I always held on to the hope of being a better father, more present in my children's lives, a better man to some woman, if not my wife. I would put an end to my immoral and criminal ways, and everything would finally be all right. That was the plan, but it didn't work out. On January 8, 1998, when the police handcuffed me, I knew it was over. I knew I had just blown my last chance to be a free man, at least for a long time. My children would grow up without me, and I'd never get a chance to be the man I could have been. It was a funereal moment. I felt as if I had died, only my body didn't know it. Worse, my mind didn't want to accept it. My whole life flashed before my eyes. So many never agains, so much left undone. Misery descended upon me and has ridden me mercilessly for over 19 years now. I'm weary, yes, but by the grace of God, I am not done. It would appear that I am indeed out of chances, but as long as I am breathing, I believe there is always a chance. Thus, like Antonio Gramsci, I have found a sense of purpose through the dedication of a program of intellectual engagement that allows me to endure this hardship. Following a fixed plan, I have devoted myself to the subject of humanity, which has absorbed me and given me the focus to discover myself and my purpose in life. It is harshly depressing, but it is a reality I must live with. You have 60 seconds remaining.